Are you a true crime fan? A word of warning, this next audiobook features graphic details about violent crime, and since that's not for everyone, I've tried to keep those details out of my review. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Yana, also known as Jana. In today's episode, I'm reviewing Last Call, a true story of love, lust, and murder in queer New York by Elon Green, read by David Pitu. The Last Call Killer preyed upon gay men in New York in the 80s and 90s and had all the hallmarks of the most notorious serial killers. Yet because of the sexuality of his victims, New York City's high murder rates and the AIDS epidemic, his murders have been almost entirely forgotten. This is journalist Elon Green's first book, and unlike some true crime authors, Green doesn't focus on salacious sensationalism and the killer's notoriety. Instead, he focuses much more on the victims of crime, especially their personalities and their lives. I've done the same in my review and left out the name of the killer, which is easily found on Google. While some people might find this annoying, I found it makes Green's audiobook a more interesting, memorable listen, and importantly, it puts the focus back on the victims instead of lending notoriety to a killer. Green also does an excellent job linking the killer's earlier crimes, including murder, to flaws in the justice system that would enable him to take more victims. These cases were tried, but unsuccessfully prosecuted, with biased reporting or judgment, including what was then called the gay panic defense strategy, a legal strategy that asks a jury to find a victim's sexual orientation or gender identity or expression to blame for a defendant's violent reaction, including murder. Like many spree or serial killers, the last call killer exploited victims based on their social marginalization and related tendency toward secrecy. This proved challenging for Green's research efforts, since some family members of the victims refused to speak to him or even acknowledge that they were related to the victims. Green describes his book as a work of history and not of true crime, but he's included extensive materials taken from courtroom testimony and police interviews, so those procedural elements are very much part of this story. The four victims all lived with elements of secrecy about their identity and included Peter Anderson, who had AIDS and was in the National Guard, Tom Mulcahy, who was married to a woman and not openly gay, Anthony Marrero, a sex worker, and Michael Sakara, who had been thrown out of the military. In the book's epilogue, Green explains he chose to tell the stories of men who lived lives they, quote, wanted but couldn't have. Here was a generation of men, more or less, for whom it was difficult to be visibly gay, to be visibly whole, unquote. Interestingly, several other reviewers of this title admit they had to Google the name of the killer, yet they didn't forget the names of the victims, which is perhaps a sign that Green succeeded in humanizing these men. This is an exploration of an era from within my own lifetime, yet the culture of vicious homophobia and closeted LGBTQ identities can already seem antiquated for a city like New York. 
Green could have made this an entirely tragic focus in his writing, yet instead he shines a light on the complex and varied lives of the queer community of the time and the nightlife culture, including the city's elegant piano bars. I was so taken with Green's vivid descriptions of the midtown Manhattan piano bar called the Townhouse that I became immersed in a Google search about its history. One of the most memorable gems in Green's broader story was the personality of Rick Unterberg, the beloved longtime pianist at the townhouse. Unfortunately, Rick died of COVID-19 in April of 2020 at the age of 61, but Green's many interviews with the piano player helped memorialize his sparkling personality and his incredible talent for playing hundreds of tunes by memory. David Pitou's narration of this audiobook is absolutely riveting, and I'll mention here, he's the narrator of one of my all-time favorite audiobooks, The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, for which he won an Audi Award for Literary Fiction and Best Male Narrator. His narrative performance certainly made Last Call difficult to put down. On a personal note, I think this title caught my eye because the city where I live, Toronto, experienced a series of murders of a similar nature. Between 2010 and 2017, a total of eight men disappeared and were later found to have been murdered by a serial killer. The fact that this killer preyed on several men who were racialized immigrants and not openly gay echoes many of the themes that Green explores in Last Call. And that's not the only connection to Toronto this story has. The breakthrough vacuum metal deposition or VMD fingerprint technology testing that helped finally catch the last call killer was conducted by the Toronto Police Forensic Identification Services right here in North York, not far from where I live. They shared their findings with the New Jersey detectives on the case and helped convict the last call killer of two of the murders, Thomas Mulcahy and Anthony Marrero. Again, this story contains very graphic details, so it's not for everyone. But in my opinion, this raises the bar on true crime and historic narrative nonfiction, so it's an excellent listen. That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. Thanks for listening. If you have not yet done so, please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to Audiobook Reviews in 5 on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and many others. By subscribing, you help increase the profile of this podcast and chances of other listeners finding it. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well. <laughs>